Laura. In the world of Hollywood, movies get greenlit and redlit. They get remade and rebooted. But we are the ideal. I'm Sam Gash, and you are listening to Ideal Remake. Thank you for listening to Ideal Remake. We take movies that either have been, will be, or should be remade and talk about what the ideal version of that remake would be. And today, it's morphin' time! And my guest, tapping into the power of his podcasting totem, is Nick Jimenez. So, Nick, is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie, a movie that has been, will be, or should be remade? I think it should be remade. Excellent. Because, strictly speaking, I don't think it has. No, for sure. Like, when when I thought about Power Rangers, I, I specifically was like, I think the best way to do this episode is to, like, specifically remake the 1995 movie mm-hmm. and not just, like, tackle the concept of Power Rangers the way that the 2017 movie did. Yeah. I, uh, before we recorded this episode, I had to reach out to former guest of the podcast, uh, Tanner Vogelsang, and I had to apologize to them, uh, because they are a huge Power Rangers and Super Sentai oh, fan. Wow. Oh, and I, I had to say like, uh, Tanner, I, I'm recording this episode, but if you ever want to do a Power Rangers episode and just like get to the core of what Power Rangers is, that's what the 2017 version is. Nick and I are oh. going to be dealing with a whole different thing. That's a great idea. Just remake that movie. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah. Cause I was thinking like, I don't, I don't have the time. I have become a bit of like a homework slut because of franchiseography. We're just like, <laughs> give me a reason. But I was like, yeah. I can't get in. I can't get into the comic books right now. I can't mm-hmm. get into the other spinoff. Cause it's like a very active franchise. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like they have multiple seasons a yeah. year or something. I don't know. But for our purposes, I think it was, it's best if we focus on, like, yeah, the concept of remaking the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Yes. Agreed. So, I have to ask, what is your history with Power Rangers? Wow. I'm sorry, you know, with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> for sure. Thank you. Um, I Like, uh, I'm a consummate 90s kid. Mm-hmm. So, of course, this was, like, a big, big part of my my childhood. I was a sucker for it. I fell hook, line, and sinker, and my parents' wallets paid for it. Yeah, fair. I had uh, the action figures, the Halloween costumes. Were, were, were you in the same boat? Oh, for sure. So I'm a little bit older than you, but I remember this is the only time, this is the, well, certainly the first time. This is the first time that I was aware of something existing before it existed. And I was like four or five years old at the time. Because yeah. I remember the toys were out before the show was out. And they used to have these things that are still sitting in my closet back home in Tucson somewhere with all of my Megazords. Nice. Uh, but they had these things that were like these like proto Beyblades where you had this like little top with an image on it. You put it into a spinner and you would click it and it would just like a yeah, spinning top yeah, kind yeah. of thing. And I remember I had that and it was the Megazord and the Rangers and everything. And I had that and then the show came out. So I watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers from jump when I was five years old. And I watched it for 10 years. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You all, all, every, because every year you had a, a new spinoff, a new adventure. Yeah. For, at, for a while, it was the core crew. And then some of them left. Mm-hmm. And then there were new ones. And then there was like, oh, my God, it's Power Rangers Zeo. And then it was Turbo Charge. Power and Rangers then, in space. Yeah. 
and it was all this other stuff. And I, I think I <laughs> was talking with you that I think I fell off finally either the season where Tommy came back as the black Ranger training three other Rangers. And he was like the Brontosaurus Ranger mm-hmm. or the season where they kept their Zords in marbles and all of the bad guys were ogres who were really proud of their horns. Yeah. I think you hung on longer than me. Cause like none of that rang any bells. <laughs> I think my last one was like galaxy quest or Lightspeed rescue. Yeah. Was Lightspeed Rescue the one with the dude with the jewel in his forehead? Oh gosh, that might have been remember, Galaxy Quest. There, yeah, there was always like there was like a, always a weird space guy. Yeah, like a brooding or, space uh, guy in Turbocharge. The weird space guy was just a child. Oh really? That was one where the, he 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 grew right. He yeah, was a little kid, and then he grew into an adult Blue Ranger. Right, because like obviously the American version, it's, it's a child playing the role, but like in the Japanese version, it, yeah. it was an adult. It's so crazy how as as kids in the 90s, we had no context for any of that and we just accepted it. Yeah, absolutely. And like, but it's one of those things that like, just as like little bits and pieces trickle in, you're just like, oh, that's cool and exciting. I know. And I think I was too young to follow, be able to follow it consistently. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think I was talking with Andrew about this on DGT. You know, if your mom had to go to the grocery store or if you had a doctor's appointment, you would just miss it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So, like, there are big gaps in my Power Ranger lore because of that. Well, here's the next question is, did you have a VCR at home? Because I remember there were a lot of things that I knew I would miss, but I got good enough at programming the VCR so I could record onto a VHS type tape the episodes I would be missing. That's a great question. The answer was, like, yes, I had a VCR, and I didn't really start videotaping stuff until, like, high school, mm-hmm. but... Uh, that reason, the reason, you know, that I had a VHS player and you know, and, uh, and tapes and stuff, is why uh, I had uh, the second I was able to find a YouTube rip of the, the of the Power Rangers movie. Huh. Uh, hard movie to to rent and stream right now. Yeah, we had the same thing. We also ended up watching it on YouTube, and I think we were like intending to pay for it, but it was just on YouTube, and we didn't. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I was because I wanted like, oh, do they have like an HD? version or whatever but no i could not could not find it on yeah the, and on it, or... and it's so hard to it's so hard to look up power rangers because you just get right. decades of other information and of course the yeah, other shows sure. have movies so there is like a turbo force movie or this movie or that mm-hmm. movie so i think because of the reliability of i could just put this grab this tape from my shelf when i was a little kid and put it on and watch it whenever i wanted and watch it over and over again so like in a way this is kind of my power rangers like there's some differences <laughs> in this you know like rocky's not really in the show a lot aisha like but because like those, those characters aren't in the 2017 movie no they're not they're the ones that replaced trini and jason and yeah. uh, zach for sure zach yeah adam but like dude the second i put this on it was like the winter soldier being activated <laughs> I remembered every line of dialogue and every cadence of every delivery of dialogue. That's incredible. Yeah. I remembered a lot. I was surprised by how much I didn't remember. Like when uh, uh, a space bikini lady showed up, I was like, I don't know who you are. And I clearly was too young to appreciate you at the time. You know, appreciate's a good word because it's like, I I had that thought of like, why didn't 
she make an impression on me as a kid? Because <laughs> as an adult, I was shocked by how re- like revealing and like nineties yeah. her costume was. Well, like you see this this cloaked figure, and you're like, oh, this person's gonna be so cool, and then like. The next scene, she throws the cloak off, and you're just like, oh, Space Bikini Lady. Okay. Space Bikini Lady? Is that what we're doing? I didn't know there was Power Rangers vibe. <laughs> it wasn't. And then, like, every single time they, like, framed around her, it was, like, they would be standing just framed so you could see as much of her as possible. My mind immediately went to, like, what was the, like, the, what was the vibe, like, on set of, like... I don't know. I, hopefully not freezing cold. It looks cold, though. It does look cold. It looks like they're so in cold. Ireland or Scotland or something. Well, they were on so many studio stages, like sound for stages sure. for that. And those things are freezing. That's true, too. But I think for some reason, I think the quarry, the rock quarry, where the Tengu warriors are, I think that was like a genuine exterior. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It is interesting <laughs> because this also like is the first exclusively American Power Rangers thing made because everything else was like importing footage from Japan. This yeah. one, it's all original footage. Um, There was a point where... When they're out of their when they're out of their uh, Power Ranger uniforms and they're wearing their clothes, Billy's mm-hmm. wearing this like sleeveless hoodie thing. Yeah, and uh, he he's jacked. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if he had to get jacked for the first time for the movie, or did they ever do any martial arts in the show? It was so because I know they, like they yeah. did, but because they always had to like fight the putties a little bit before they had to go. It's morphin time, and then like do stuff. <laughs> right, that's. That's true. They have to always get it, get get a few licks in, and then it's like, yeah. okay, time to morph in time. Although I also learned because when the first when the first ooze monsters show up, the ones that like get decimated and turned back into goop, not the Tengu. Yeah. One of the people I was watching the movie with, uh, Presley, whose last name I don't know, was like, "Oh, the, here are the putties." I was like, "Those aren't the putties. Those are different things." He was, like, "Oh, right." So in stunt terms, putties, which were the original things Rita Repulsa made out of, or Rita Repulsa's minion made out of clay. Like those were called putties, but because that was so iconic and so like, per, like just into your head as like, oh, this is how this type of fight works of like just a bunch of like faceless guys. Now, yeah. just in stunt terms, whenever it's the heroes fighting a bunch of like faceless like monster guys, they're just referred to as putties. That's perfect because you're right; right. they hundred percent are putties in this movie. They serve the same purpose. Mm-hmm. Of just being like comical dolls that the Rangers can just like knock around and yeah. do catchphrases at. Although that said, when the the Tengu like go fight the Rangers, then they get scared off by bikini space bikini lady, and then they get back mm-hmm. to Earth. When it turns out they can talk, flabbergasted. Yeah, one has a John Wayne voice. Does it? He's it like, yeah, notice. we we tried to catch by the ravine, he fell down the river or something. One has like there was a choice <laughs> made. Good, I love that. This movie is yeah. very fun, but it was also like, I think I would have enjoyed it a little bit less if I'd been watching on my own. So I was I, like, I watched it with uh, Presley, uh, Caitlin, who you've met and who's been a guest on my show before. And oh, cool. Caitlin's boyfriend. I don't know. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And it was just like <laughs> fun, weirdly talking about like, like the Yellow Ranger in particular. There's a scene where they're going and chasing down those first like goo putties. Mm-hmm. And when they're in uh, their costume, I'm like, I don't remember the Yellow Ranger being that tall, because like the Yellow Ranger oh, in the yeah. Morphin Aisha, suit was Aisha's like, kind of short. Yeah, yeah, she is. So it was really weird. And like, so that scene's happening. It's clearly a different person in the suit just walking around. But then mm-hmm. later, when she gets her new suit and uh, right. uh, whatever, and they like, oh, they uh, animal morphin time or whatever. She's mm-hmm. out of the bear, and so like she finally gets her uh, Power Rangers outfit. It's 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 definitely her because it's much shorter. So just oh, paying attention to the height true. is very funny. 
that's a good catch. Yeah, you're right. Like it is, it is kind of them. You kind of almost as an adult, you kind of catch it more in the performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. It, it's, it's a ridiculous movie. It's not good, but it is fun. Yeah, I was I I kept thinking watching it, is this charming or did I just watch this a lot as a kid? There's just like a I don't know, there was such like a likability and like a yeah. goofy, you know, where I was like this is nice. It's not too like it's not trying to be clever. Yeah, or, no, it's it you yeah. always talk about on how your shows about like there's just something inherently charming about a truly earnest movie. And I think that's mm-hmm. what this is. Yeah. No, yeah, there's I, I think it was me getting older, but I was like, I think they just seem like good kids. Yeah. I mean, always hanging out. There's a lot of Fred, but that's fine. Fred, the ultimate '90s kid. The ultimate '90s kid, but also the one who's the actual hero. Oh yeah, no, I was, I was like, man, he kind of has a little. uh, He kind of has an arc. It's kind of like the Dark Knight Rises of like, oh, he's he's inspired by the Rangers, and now he's being a hero himself. Yeah. Like so, basically, Ivan Ooze comes back and is like, it's taken over and has taken over Angel Grove and like brainwashed all of uh angel grove's parents mm-hmm. and when he's done with them says eh you can all go jump to your death and they're like yeah great we're on it which was a dark but b and fred's like no and like fred machinates his whole way to save all the parents something mm-hmm. that the power rangers themselves were never aware of never even yeah there's a part where uh <laughs> they're okay they a bunch of stuff happens they steal a train or monorail and it's like, or they commandeer it, and then the track's out, and so Tommy has to like fly his eagle zord and be the track for a second while it flies. Falcon over. zord, continue. Falcon zord, thank you, thank you so much. And Tommy's like, "Good luck, kids," and I'm like, "Good luck." <laughs> you don't know what help, they're doing. You also them. don't know that they're kids. You can't see inside yeah. the monorail. A lot of questions. He's like, "All right, I hope that works itself out." Ah. <laughs> uh. I didn't even think about that. That's so weird. <laughs> it's <laughs> very nineties move. The nineties loved. It was all about like kids having to like rescue the grownups. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like take matters into their own hands. There is an argument to be made that this is singularly the most nineties movie. You know, what is like maybe the most nineties move in this movie that I don't think yeah. I could have appreciated at the time. It's when Ivan oozes evil plot is to market cheap gunk in a plastic jar to kids. Well, of course it is. He is goop that came out of an egg. He is literally silly putty. Yeah, and it's the it was the age of gack and silly putty. Remember it was just a lot of like, ew, you know, like those things yeah. where you can make gummy bugs. Well, it's uh 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 creepy crawlies, which I did yeah. have and was awesome. Um, and you, and it was just the same, it was an easy bank oven painted orange and green because it was for boys, but it was, it was, it was, it was literally an easy bake oven, but I, I did not know that at the time. No, they're bugs. They're not for girls. They're for boys. And also they're plastic. So don't eat them. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I never did. I always, I always wanted to, yeah, it was my parents like, no, we'll get, we'll buy another red Ranger before we buy one of those things. Yeah, that was separate. Well, I because I think we got it after I went over to David Kay's house and like mm-hmm. had so much fun making creepy crawlies and oh, this thing's so cool. I love this. And so my parents got it for me too because I probably was, yeah. wouldn't shut up about it. There was always one friend who was like, oh, you have all the stuff I don't have. Yeah. Uh, well, I was like, I remember in my head, like certain friends had certain toys. So like, oh, I could go, uh, 
<laughs> I could go play N64 Josh Offenhart's house. I could right, go to yeah. No, no, yeah, like the yeah, you had like an Xbox friend, you had a PlayStation yep. friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, yes. And uh but I remember like I got like a $10 a week allowance or something and I would save it up because like all of the megazords and everything cost $50 and it was all it would always be a big day when I finally made it to like $50 and be like, "Okay, let's go to Toys R Us so I can finally buy my Chex Notes Ninja Zord or Falcon Zord or Oh man, now this is going to bother the, me. That was the diabolical thing about it was every year there would be a re-up and there would be new toys to buy. Yeah. Like they, they would get new outfits. I wanted to do it. Uh the the word I was looking for was ninjor. Ninjor. So in the so in the Power Rangers Ninja TV series, they don't get their powers from a space bikini lady. They get it from some blue suit guy named Ninjor. Ninjor. Oh, who my also gosh, could damn. become like a zord. Who was also kind of a zord because then like oh, he would get gosh. big and then they, like on his back he'd hit a button and his head would flip and he'd be like a red head. I have a bad feeling. I'm about to Google him. Yep, I'm having a huge nostalgia rush right now. I haven't looked at this guy <laughs> in 20 years. Yeah, he's Crazy. his toys sitting in my closet too. What a great design! That big chunky blue. Well, it was always weird to me that like the movie was like it was a rehash, but a, but in a different way from what the show was, which I guess is fine. It doesn't matter. But that like, confused me as a kid too. Yeah, like is the ninja stuff it, the carryover? Like in retrospect, with the knowledge I have now, it's a very Dragon Ball move because like Dragon Ball Z also would do that thing. Where it was like, okay, here's the whole Namek story arc. And now right. here's the cooler movie, which is basically the same thing, but with an entirely different character. Yeah. Aren't all the movies in DBZ, like, out of canon? Isn't that, like, yes. the accepted thing? Okay. Uh, with the exception of the movies in Dragon Ball Super. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to be bringing up Dragon Ball Super Broly later in this episode for reasons. Can't wait. Um, but those movies are... Uh, well, I guess Resurrection F isn't because they did that. Broly is, and I think that's the only one that is. Okay. Oh no, uh, there's a new one that came out recently that is too. To your to to answer your question, yes, you're correct. <laughs> a couple caveats. Sure. Yeah, but like you know, back in the back <laughs> back in the day, like Dead Zone. Yeah, correct. Tr- Tree, Tree of, of Might. Might. And uh, oh, all of the other movies that I can list right now because of Dragon Ball Z abridged, but won't because uh, who's got the time? Have you done Dragon Ball yet on on the show? Yeah, uh, uh, Norman came on and we we made Dragon Ball. We did that last oh, season. We- Oh my gosh, I missed that one. We did uh, Dragon Ball Evolution, the live action one. Yeah, hell yeah. That's a fun episode. And uh, Norman's going to be on... Actually, he might be the next episode, and we're going to be remaking the original Dungeons & Dragons movie. Oh, cool, with Marlon Wayans. Yeah. I rented that one a lot. I've never seen it, but... And obviously, like, the Dungeons & Dragons movie's, like, out now, as of recording this, as as of, like, listening to this. So I'm definitely, like, behind... But it's like, I still got to talk about it. And like, Norman seems like the right guy to remake it with. It's weird. It's a weird movie. It's like, it almost has this vibe, Power Rangers, mm-hmm. where you're like, this is fun. This movie isn't going to hurt me. And then it gets like brutal <laughs> for like cool. no reason. Great. I'm excited. Oh, so man. yeah, sorry. the idea of Power Rangers is pretty superfluous, like not superfluous. That's not the word I want. Uh, the word where it's well known generic vague no i'm looking for like the thing where it's like well like 
uh, oh, Power Rangers, and we all have an idea of it in our head. I can't think of the right word. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's a concept we're all you know this magical being. Well, there's that that very Star Warsian text scrawl at the beginning of the movie that I think they'll say yeah, it narrates. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's like, oh, wait, some people might not know who the Power Rangers are. The Shoot. moms and dads, the grandparents. Yeah. Let's, uh, uh, so let's get them caught up. You know, what's crazy though, because like I thought I had this thought during that text crawl and kind of what you're talking about, like just trying to describe them like mm-hmm. with words is like, it never fits Power Rangers. Like the, Im- the, the imagery, the music, the energy. Cause it's always like a guy, like a magical being named Zordon gave five teenagers, superhuman abilities. And they're like, that's that's correct but it doesn't feel right yeah it you need to say teenagers with attitude because then you're like then you're getting closer to the vibe for sure for sure even though they don't have attitude at all in this they're all very the only attitude they actually exhibit is when uh kimberly gets into her crane zord and goes nice stereo which is a reference to way back episode one that's a fun call that's true they got added episode two where they actually get the zords they're kind of like Spider-Man where they have attitudes when they're in the costumes. Yeah. Cause then it's like, gotta love it. You know, yeah. eight ball quarter pocket, all the, like, well, you know, the catch because rooms. that's all they have. Cause it's just stunt people doing well-executed stunts. <laughs> yeah. And so they're yeah. just like, it's cool to watch that and all, but like we're applying to kids in the same way that like the Digimon movie just needs to throw in jokes constantly. Yeah. Just, I'll just a bunch of like stand up comics from 2001 doing like punch ups basically yeah this guy looks like a big old sushi matt (laughs) yes so something like that so i don't think we need to necessarily rehash the movie as it exists but i think the Mm. one thing that i think we should mention is that like the movie exists mid-story like it's not an origin story and i don't think so obviously ours shouldn't be either Mm. but i think it kind of it starts with the power rangers like at the, the the peak like the Power Rangers are the top of their game. They're the coolest kids in town. That it's all oh, it's this mystery thing. Sure, there are these random this random group of six color coordinated uh, uh, teenagers who are always hanging out together that perfectly match this group of color coordinated superheroes. But it doesn't matter; they're not the same. Right? They're just fans. They're just fans. Uh, I mean, they're literally on top of the world at the beginning of the movie. They're, oh yeah, they're, with the skydiving. They're skydiving. Sky crazy part about the skydiving is when they're landing though the guy announces them like they are they are celebrities right first it's Tyler, here comes jason jason lands and then it's kimberly and i mean cheering. jason's not in this movie so that would have been incredible it's tommy tommy's the one that's in this movie tommy yeah tommy's okay. in this movie and as the white ranger it's also the yeah. first time that you can show the white ranger and the uh the other color rangers next to each other because in the original series at that time the white ranger was from a different series as the other rangers so like whenever the really? white sword like the tiger sword and everything else were like happening at the same time like they had to be like separate clips like shooting lasers or something that's so weird it's so weird and so it was very interesting and of course obviously like he had his little like saber to talk to which is not sword in this guy. movie yeah well well he uh he he is but he doesn't talk which is weird He's the dude that like he throws it like a boomerang and then he his eyes zap the rope holding the big thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But but yeah, because in the show, it had like a little personality. It was like it was yeah. like, hey, Tommy, it's me. Get him. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> oh, man, my my saber tells me to burn things. <laughs> that would be yeah, that would be the new. Yeah. <laughs> 
the new version. Tommy always got the best toys. Oh, everybody wanted to be Tommy. He had the everybody cool wanted armor. to be Tommy. Wanted yeah. wanted the, the 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 dagger flute. You wanted the the, the sword flute. friend. You know why? Because he was he was bad, and he beat all the Power Rangers. But then he turned good. So you already yeah. knew he was the he was the most badass. Correct, and I will be referencing that episode later as well. Oh, cool, cool, cool! I can't wait. Yeah, uh, I, I I know I normally like tend to over prepare for these and come with like a full concept. Um. But I really decided to like actively not do that because I was like, I kind of just want to like bounce stuff off with Sam and see what we can come up with. Well, that's good because I've got a full concept. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I have some well, casts that I'm excited about, but that's about it. Well, I, I have a full concept in the sense that like I like I know this stuff backwards and forwards because like this was Power Rangers was my world for so long that I like I mm. know so much about this stuff. And some of the things I'm going to suggest feel like things that have happened in episodes I don't specifically remember, but like. it's things that I just like the more I think about the movie the more I kind of like think about missed opportunities which is kind of what this show's all about and like coming up with fun new things to do right and so the big the big change that I want to make is that like so I think the movie should start with with the Power Rangers doing a Power Ranger fight like the skydive is irrelevant like it's (laughs) cool it's iconic it is the most 90s thing in the goddamn world yep but it doesn't belong in the movie what should be happening in the movie is the Power Rangers should be fighting putties and going into their zords and kicking butt and winning. That way we don't need the opening crawl and we get to have this incredible montage of amazing fights to play underneath the Go Go Power Rangers theme song. Oh, very nice. Getting everyone hyped for this movie. And showing why Angel Grove has fallen in love with these these five teens with attitude. Yeah. What do you think the property value is like in Angel Grove? Gosh, I don't know. It's always like super isolated and kind of out in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't mean, ever used to live there. Yeah, because every week it's not like ba- it's not like Gotham where you never know what's going to happen. Anything can yeah. happen in Gotham. But no, every afternoon at 3 p.m. <laughs> some kind of big monster is going to come and f- destroy the city for like three minutes. And then it's going to be a fight. Yeah, like clockwork. I kind of see it going the same way that like, cause I recently rewatched Pacific Rim just for fun, like completely irrelevant of this podcast, but like mm. I rewatched Pacific Rim and there's an element in the movie where like once like the, what were the robots called? Jaegers. Jaegers. Thank you. Once the Jaegers start like really kicking the kaiju butts, like they start making kaiju dolls and plushies and like people are fans and like the Charlie Day character has tattoos of specific kaiju on him. Right. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? And I could see people in Angel Grove, like, getting really into being like, oh, man, I guy was the shit. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like some like, yeah, like you go to a you go to a fair and you can get like stuffed versions of the pig one. Yeah. Or like if you literally have a pie eating contest named after the pig one. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of claim it now in a way because it's like, ah, just this is part of Angel Grove. But the Power Rangers yeah. always always save us. It, exactly. And I, I don't necessarily want that played in the movie. I just think that's kind of fun. No, for sure. <laughs> like, I, like that's only occurring to me now. But it, it's kind of a a tame version of peril in that Rita Repulsa and Lord Zed are looking to like take over, like conquer the Earth, and like they want to rule the Earth. And so all of a sudden, construction whatever happens, and they uh, they find this Lord uh, this. Uh, Ivan Ooze, who is buried underneath the earth and like emerges. And what it turns out was he doesn't want to conquer the planet. He wants to destroy the planet. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's this big fight and he fights the Rangers and defeats them. And then Rita Repulsa and Lord Zed come down and they're like, great, let's conquer the planet. Let's do this thing. And he's like, no. And then he defeats them too. Mm-hmm. And I want these like broken and defeated Rangers back at the uh, the home base. And then I want like, knock, 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 knock. Door opens. Ay, 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 ay. Rita Repulsa and Lord Zed are like, we need your, we, we, we're recruiting you to help us to defeat Ivan Ooze. Okay, I want cool. this movie to be the Rangers, Rita Repulsa and Lord Zed teaming up to beat an actual like shared foe. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like kind of like an uneasy alliance, like enemy of my enemy. Yeah. Cause like Rita Repulsa and Lord Zed like want to conquer the earth. It does them no good if the planet's destroyed. Yeah. So like, how are we going to, like, what are we going to gloat about if everything's destroyed? You know? Yeah. We'll have to start completely over at some other planet and who's got the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and they are such fun characters. It does kind of like, it gets less fun after they're taken out of the story. In the yeah. Original. And like some, some of the best episodes of Pokemon are when Ash, Misty and Brock team up with Team Rocket. That's true. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they ever do that in Power Rangers. I, I'm in my, in the back of my head, there's like something happened where they had to, but I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like that, that, I feel like that's what this needs to happen. And specifically, I feel like you get to have this in, this thing where, while the power, like the like Zordon, uh, Rita Repulsa, Lord Zed, like figure out a way to get the Power Rangers their powers back so they can go fight. And then when the Power Rangers get knocked out. We, I want to see Rita Repulsa and Lord Zed fight Ivan Ooze. We never see them fight. Yeah, that'd be imagine. Yeah, imagine like you know the Zord is about to like get stepped on, and then like Rita's staff like blocks it. Yeah, that's what I want. I want to see Rita Repulsa and Lord Zed go nuts. Like, yeah. And I didn't cast people who like are good for fighting because I want it to be a surprise. No, for sure. Like, you want Lord Zed to do like the Thor Avengers thing where he like calls upon like a big thunder lightning bolt thing and it like kills a zord yeah exactly and it so i want that so (laughs) i was gonna reference the broly movie because in the dragon ball super broly movie there's a moment where goku and vegeta have frieza fight broly for like half an hour to buy time while they go do a power up someplace else yeah and you get to kind of like oh cool whoever loses i don't care because it's just crazy to see right and it's just like epic fight choreography and it's just incredible animation. It's not a good movie, but the fights are incredible. Nice. Yeah. Frieza versus Broly. That's crazy. But we also get to have like, I like the, like the reason we have this final space fight in the movie as it exists now for no reason. And it's dumb, but I think there's a way that we could make it awesome in the sense where like we get the Power Rangers getting their armor and that that's one escalation. Then they get their weapons. Mm-hmm. And it's another escalation. And then they get their Zords and it's another escalation. Then it's the Megazord and it's another escalation. Yeah. But then, so in my head, Ivan Ooze is going to destroy the planet by like pumping ooze into the like Earth's core, turning Earth's core into ooze. The planet explodes and spreads ooze all over the galaxy in a way that is cool. dangerous. Yeah. And, and like an existential threat to everything. And that's why everyone has to stop him. But at the end, when he's about to lose, all this ooze that's getting pumped into the Earth, he draws into himself and makes himself like a Megazord to a person is now he's that size to a Megazord. Oh, yeah, he's a Galactus. Yeah. And so in my head, at this last minute, we get to have Rita Repulsa throw her staff and go, ah, make my monster grow. 
And like, you get to have that, but she's making the Megazord oh. grow. Hell and then they have yeah. no space, no nowhere to fight. So they like go like these massive beings go into space to fight. Mm-hmm. And we great. know Rita Repulsa's staff would work on that because she did that to the Green Ranger in the episode where he was evil. And so the Green Ranger fought the Megazord. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, it turns into like Gundam at that point. Yeah. That'd be great. And so, that, so like in my head, that's kind of like, those are the big set pieces. No, that's, I mean, that's killer. That's like a great way to end a Power Rangers movie. And just like, and it's just like this gigantic fight. And, and then like, as soon as Ivan Ooze is defeated, Rita Repulsa and Lord Zed send down an entire army of putties. And oh, the Power Rangers yeah. just look at each other and go, all right, here we go again. And then they're fighting the putties over the end credits. That's great. Like a stupid, like a Kingdom Hearts heartless amount of putties. Yeah. That'd be great. That's cool. And like, um, like I said, that's set pieces, but it's not necessarily character arcs. So yeah, now no, we go for to sure. you that, that's and say, point. all right, great. What are our character arcs? You know what's crazy? Going back, so watching, watching the movie, the 95 movie this morning, the only time they ever have any scene involving the rangers having an interior life or even being like this is crazy right it's always kimberly and tommy with one I mean, exception i mean yes. i mean jason it's jason yeah yeah yeah. no tommy's right tommy's right okay tommy oliver that's right tommy oliver yeah it's always J- like jason's not in this movie it's always like hey oh kim it'll be okay oh, i'm really bad zordon i'm like can we cut to billy can we cut to adam can we cut to anybody else like what's everyone else's deal Billy's been here as long as Kimberly. Like they're yeah. the two people who've been here the longest. What's the scene that I'm that I'm that, I, that I'm forgetting? So there's only one scene where any one of the other ones gets any sense of uh, internality, in, 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 interiority, whatever the word yeah. I'm looking for is. <laughs> and it's the moment where Adam goes, "I'm a frog," which is like the funniest, like arguably the yeah. best line in the movie. It's the only time they ever kind of feel like a like a real te- like teenager, you know? Absolutely. And like, um, I, I, I was, so I was talking, I was talking to Tanner, like prior to recording this episode and they mm-hmm. were saying that like, cause I was like, Tanner, I need to make sure you're happy with this because you're not part of the Power Rangers. And <laughs> yeah. Tanner had mentioned that Rocky is Puerto Rican and I did not know that. Oh, okay. And, yeah. And like, cause like theoretically in the original series, the Red Ranger is the leader, but then that just kind of gets totally supplanted by, by Tommy, yeah, especially cool in this movie. Mm-hmm. And so like, but like Rocky, the Red Ranger in this movie, like has three lines. It's hi, I'm Rocky, I'm the ape, and you can't handle uh, this ape power. He gets one of my. He does get one of my favorite jokes. Or uh, this kind of goes back to like just the goofy charm of this. Is like when he's the ape, he like jumps on top of one of the skeleton things, and he's like, "Woo, ride a cowboy!" And then I used to just like <laughs> hang in there, Rocky. And he's like, "Oh, I'm hanging." I'm hanging. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair. Just, just like, just like it was like, oh, personality. You know, because like that's what, what I was reading his wiki bio, right? Because I was like, oh, who do I cast for Rocky? And the wiki thing is like, Rocky is like the jokester, kind of like the goofball and like uh, knucklehead. I'm like, where's that in the movie? It's not. <laughs> All of his lines are just like, yeah. I mean, but I think you're totally right. Where I think the biggest potential this movie has to be like a big hit with with teens now is getting those interpersonal relationships and like the friend group drama, because I think that's a big part of why shows like stranger things and uh, Wednesday are so popular with yeah. kids. And I'm not going to say who I cast yet, but like for Rocky, 
I gender swapped it and cast a shorter woman just because I'm like, oh, it's funny if like all of a sudden this like former leader is like a short girl and she's the one kicking everyone's ass. I gender swap Rocky too. Oh, we have the same person probably. That'll be funny. That will be fun. I look forward to that. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, like that's what we need. Like we need these people playing off each other. Cause like we have these big bombastic set pieces, but that took me mm-hmm. two, three minutes to describe. And we still have an hour and a half of runtime yeah. outside of that. What's so, so great about Stranger Things, especially Stranger Things 4, is like any combination of characters going off and doing an adventure is interesting. Yes. Like Dustin Steve is cool. Maya Hawk and Nancy is cool. Like, and then you mix it up. Oh, I haven't seen this yet. You know, and like, it's, yeah. it kind of keeps the show feeling fresh after all these years. And like, we, it, for exactly the reason that you just talked about, of like, all we got was Tommy and Kimberly, Tommy and Kimberly, because they were like the hot couple or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, I get that Tommy and future stunt double for uh, Buffy Summers is fun, but. Wow. Because that, that's, what, that's what she went on to do after Power Rangers. That's crazy. And like, you look at her and you're like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean, like, uh, yeah. let's get weird pairings. Because again, Kimberly and Billy are the two that have been there for the longest. So they're yeah. the ones who are like, oh man, they're the ones who like, they've been in the trenches since the beginning. Right. Yeah. Like what's like, can they have a moment together about like, wow, Zordon. Like, I know I still like, we were just normal kids before him and like kind of, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, like, they're the pink and blue. And, like, I want to have moments where, like, Aisha, Rocky, and Adam, the three newbies, are like, I mean, I've only been doing this for three months. I Like, I, like, yeah. I looked up to you guys and then became one of you guys. For sure. That'd be great. I also like the, like, you can get kind of have them, like, after that first fight, like, the opening credits, like, Power Rangers theme song, awesome. Like, they're like, oh, man, I can't believe you did that move. That was incredible. Yeah, this was so good. But then yeah, when they yeah. lose, they can start sniping at each other in the exact same way, where before they were praising their moves, and in the, yeah. like, when they lose, it's like, and they've never been critiquing each other before. Because that, because that's kind of the opportunity, because it's a pretty good move in the, the, the 95 movie makes of taking away their powers and away yeah. their costumes, because then you're, they have to solve problems on their own and be a team. And that's when you could get them like, man, you suck. Or you always do this. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And it's so important to like, see them as people, because especially just like, because they're kind of faceless when they're in their, when they're in their outfits. Yeah, I mean, they are kind of interchangeable at that point of just, like, quit, you know, joke, punch, kick. Right, exactly. I, I also didn't recast Fred. Like, as 90s as he is, I think it defeats the purpose if there's someone on the ground actually fighting a battle that the Rangers never know about. Yeah, I completely forgot about Fred until I watched the movie, so I also did not <laughs> cast Fred. It's like, I think Ivan Ooze should take over Angel Grove and, like, completely mechanizes the city to destroy the planet. And yeah, so it's yeah. like, they lost, he won, the city is his. Mm-hmm. And even if you want to have like an uprising or something subplot or whatever to cut back to while yeah. ground level action or something. Well, I think if we do end up doing that, that should be Bulk and Skull. Right. Do you have a Bulk and Skull? I didn't cast Bulk and Skull. I mean, I do, but it's the original Bulk and Skull. Bulk and Skull are the only people who are the same Bulk and Skull because it's oh, always been Bulk and Skull. Bulk and Skull are still in Power Rangers. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's cool. I know they were on it like after the cast changes, you know, but that's like, cool. So even now that they're both like in their 40s or whatever. Yeah, they're on for like, I think they're in their 50s. Okay. <laughs> 
I'm about to tu- I'm turning 35 this year. The show came out 30 years ago. They're during their 30th anniversary. They were definitely in their late 20s when the show started. <laughs> sure. Yeah. There's no way they're not in their 50s. Great. But yeah, like Bulk and Skull are the ones where it's like, and they still look like Bulk and Skull. And like, they, they, they pop back into the show every five, 10 years. And they're like, I don't know when their most recent appearance was, but within the last five, 10 years. What a relationship like, those two men have. Yeah. Paul Schreer and Jason Darby need to still be in the thing. Because like, they're, if any, more than any other character, they're the Power Rangers through line. Absolutely. They're like what everyone remembers now as adults. It's like, oh yeah, Bulk and Skull. Yeah, and like they also like they they jumped out of that plane too. Yeah, they're in the group. They they're I really like I think they get some really fun moments in the 95 movie. They do. They do. It's great. They're fun. They're having fun. I love them. And like over the course, like they also have their arc where they're like they start as the bullies, like the stereotypical 90s bullies. And I think in later seasons, they're basically the Zordon. Oh, wow. I think they become the ones who, like, just know so much and have been involved in Power Rangers lore for so yeah. long that they're the ones training the new team. Oh, yeah. Lord Zed. I remember him. This, this, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I could pick a letter, too, and make that my whole personality. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to look into this. Yeah, I did not know that they were that integral to the lore. Yeah, I... I <laughs> More so now than Billy and Kimberly. Like, they're the ones that have been around the longest. It's great. That's another kind of Dragon Ball move, because you have characters like Yajirobe, or, you know, characters that, like, they're never going to fight, but they're never going to, like, get killed either. They're just kind of always allowed to be in the background. Yeah. Very much so. Like, power is there, but... They get suits. They get suits? Yeah, look, look, look. I, uh, I mean, no, this might be fan art. I don't know if this is real, but, like, I saw this. Oh, that's definitely fan art, but I want that to be real. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, this fan art of, like, a purple and orange ranger. Excellent. I love that. They're definitely in the comics. Oh, I'm certain that's true. Yeah, but I I like the idea of it's just that, just them in their 50s now. They're like, this is our town. (laughs) Like Mayor Bulk. Mayor Bulk, Deputy Mayor Skull. (laughs) Uh, Incredible. What else do we need? Let's see. Yeah, I mean, I think we're on the same page of like, I think it's a cool, the movie has a cool template of like, start in a familiar Angel Grove, they have their shit together, they don't, they're in this crazy planet, none of their powers, they have to do some team building adventures, then triumphantly, they go back to Angel Grove and save the city. Like, that's pretty clean. Yeah. And um, I, I don't necessarily need Ivan Ooze showing up at the base and like blowing everything up and almost killing Zordon. Or no, killing Zordon and then they rangers if you have the power, you can do anything and they just like bring uh, him back to life. It's like Okay, I wanna no. thank you, Sam. I wanna talk about that moment a little bit, Sam. Uh, because Please. yeah, at the very the very end they beat Ivan Ooze and they come back to the command center and uh Alpha's like, Oh sorry, it wasn't enough. I like to think that he actually died like an hour after they left. Yeah, he did. Like he's literally uh, dead. I can't. I can't tell them. And then, then Tommy's like, "Wait, we're the Power Rangers. Like, we have our our thing is called the Ultimate Power. What if we just made him alive again?" What? And everyone's like, "We agree. That does make sense, Tommy. Good job." Yeah, it's like we haven't heard. We haven't been told what we can't do. Yeah, we'll just get in the circle and wish really hard, and it works. He just comes yeah. back to life. They they reverse time fix everything in space. Oh, that's right. Because yeah, the, uh, Billy's like, oh, he's out of his time stream. Because that's why he's in that 
that cylinder is that he's yeah. keeping him he's supposed to what is it? like he's the same species as space bikini lady or something and she has to stay in a particular area because if she leaves it she'll be as old as order because they don't talk about how space bikini lady is like thousands of years old yeah yeah i think her name is dulsa or dulcea yeah it's uh it's a name mm-hmm. i mean if you want to keep calling her space bikini lady you're more than welcome i really to. do sure but yeah, it's like they're the same species or something, and like they need their yeah. sp- special containment in order that, or they get like. It's crazy that she gets a whole she gets a whole planet, and he she he can't leave that cylinder. Well, she doesn't get the whole planet because she can't go help them in the forest. That's true. That's true. She only has like her. She has like the physical. quarry and the ruins. <laughs> quarry and the ruins. Otherwise, it's owl. She has to be an owl. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's like I forgot about the owl. That owl is so ridiculous. It's the only. Th- it's the only time it happens. You don't see it before that. Yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, are we done? Cool. Ah, like, I just imagined Matt Barry. Owl! Owl! <laughs> yes, Owl. exactly yeah. that. But, like, I, so I don't want Zordon dead. Zordon dead. I want Zordon, Alpha 5, Rita Repulsa, and Lord Zed back in the command, sniping at each other. Just, like, oh, being ridiculous. Oh, totally. Goldar, the pig. Oh, yeah. I want, because the pig's only in the movie, right? I'm pretty sure because who is it in the sh- it's, who is it in the in the show with Goldar? It's, it's weird bat guy with the monocle and then like it the is. weird with the, like the spike coming out of his like helmet. Yeah, kind of vaguely and, kind of monkey like ape like. Well, like the ape bat guy, yeah. And then like they have the scientist guy with the glasses who's the one actually crafting everything out of clay in yeah. the back room. Remember Skull Guy? Yes, Army Skull Guy. He was crazy. He was nuts. He was fun. He was like one of the ones where I think he was a two-parter because I think he like beat them up and they had to go get more power and then came back and beat him up or something. Yeah. If I remember correctly, Army Skull Guy is Rita Repulsa's brother. (laughs) I think you're right. Yeah, that rings a bell. But yeah, so, but like, I just have this image in my head of like, they're in the command tower and like Lord Zed picks something up and then just like hands it to Rita who pockets it. And like, we're just slowly panning over to see that happened. And then the other side of Rita is just alpha five hands on hips. And Rita makes eye contact, takes the thing back out of her pocket, hands it to Lord Zed who puts it back where it was. Oh, great. Yeah. Just like this big silent, like interchange over like five, like five seconds of just like, ah, they're just sniping at each other. and just being obnoxious. Yeah. And have fun with that kind of the the, the game, the team rocket having to hang out with Ash and that dynamic. Um, and I think like, I think the planet is just really great. Like hunger games, like rife with subplot, like, okay, what is bothering each of these characters? Like, is someone moving? Is someone, does someone not want to be a power ranger anymore? Or like, Ooh. Is, is, there, is there like a romance going on that no one knows about? Like a shaggy Velma situation. Yeah. I like that a lot. Interesting. Cause we yeah, do need to have fine. all of those. Cause like, I think they'd be fun to play with your teenagers and like you get like, you know, this being no matter if you're a band kid or a theater kid or an athlete, you get a bunch of kids and you have them spend all their time together. Friction and drama and stuff is going to start happening. Always. That's just how it works. Mm -hmm. And like when everyone's feeling good, it's not a big deal. It just kind of rolls off of you. But like teenagers will hold on to something forever. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the biggest level up we could do with this remake is give the rain, let the Rangers have some internal drama and friction going on. They don't have to always just be getting along all the time. Yeah, I think that's good. And I think that's important. And I think their internal drama needs to reflect how bad their situation is. Yeah, like the more desperate, the more they're kind of like turning on each other because they're they're kids. Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, kids and 
ages uh, 18 to 24 to 25, I think, according oh, to my casting. But yeah, that's a that's another thing that I think I'm slowly I know I'm getting older because I, I'm like I was going through my actors and I'm like, how old is this person? 19. How's this person? 23. Like, yeah, go go play. Go be friends. You're the same. I, I did the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> baby, baby, go. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. 100%. I'm excited. I'm excited to see who, who we found. Let's do it then. Let's talk about casting. Um, so I did. You want to start with the kids or the grownups? We got to start with the Rangers. Okay, let's start with the Rangers. Do you want to do you want to start with Tommy? We got to start with Tommy. Start with Tommy. Who who is your Tommy? So my Tommy, I need someone who has fight experience who can who is I think is 22, 23, so like just slightly older and like mm-hmm. has fight experience is definitely like I I don't know if he's as well known now but like is about to be like star and that's uh zola maraduena oh great cool yeah from cobra kai from cobra kai and is going to be blue beetle i almost made him the blue ranger because i thought it'd be funny but i was like no (laughs) he's tommy he needs to be tommy so that's so funny Uh, yeah he came up in my head my one kind of rule i gave myself was i only used people that i'm already kind of familiar with their work I and like, tried. I, I'm not that good at it, but yeah. So I, I was like, I've never seen a second of Cobra Kai, but you're totally yeah. right. He's like a teen. He's about to break out. Cobra Kai, he already knows how to fight. He's like perfect for this. Yeah. But who did you have? So I cast an actor that's uh hasn't broken out quite as much. His name is, I hope I'm not, uh, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing this name, Jai Diallo Winston, who uh, it's J-A-H-I, Diallo Winston. Ah, there um, is. Most recently, I saw him in the Netflix movie We Have a Ghost, where he's like the. So We Have a Ghost is like the family moves into a house. There's a ghost, and he's the like son who's like, oh, why did we even move here? So oh, I hated here, and <laughs> and he makes friends with David Harbor Ghost, but but you know himself. And so okay. later, the dad and the brother are like get the ghost. We want to see the ghost, but he's scared. And he's like, ah, so the Jai Dalla Wilson sings like an old song to David Hart. And it's like big dreamboat energy. That is big dreamboat energy. Because it's like, oh, the sensitive kid, he has a really nice singing voice. And like, I think Tommy needs to have dreamboat energy. I agree. I think that's a strong choice. I think that it might be better than a cup for like Billy or Adam. Yeah. It sucks how we haven't seen either of our Tommies. You know, yeah, frustrating. Um, that's a that's a good pull. I want to hold on to like, that pull because like, I could watch Cobra Kai later or Blue Beetle and be like, oh my god, Sam was totally right. That dude should yeah. be Tommy. Let's get through all of our Rangers, then we'll go back and pick and choose for sure. Cool. cool Who cool. did you have for your Kimberly, your Pink Ranger? Okay, so my Kimberly, arguably the most iconic Power Ranger, like the the or I think Billy, Kimberly, Tommy, those are kind of the ones like you're like, oh my gosh, I know like Kimberly yeah. was like my first crush like ever. Of course, all all of our first crushes. Yeah, absolutely. So watching this, movie, I was like, oh my gosh, Amy Jo Johnson. What a moment. What a vibe. <laughs> um, but um, that said, I am kind of like, I went younger for my Kimberly. I kind of like the idea of them kind of Harry Potter, like having fun with them being teenagers, you know? Mm-hmm. So my Kimberly Hart is Emma Myers, most famous for her role as, I think it was Enid from Wednesday. Oh, the, okay. The, the, were- the werewolf girl, the roommate. I haven't seen it. Because, like, Kimberly is, like, unabashedly girly, 90s, pink, feminine. 
like, but also like kick ass and just like those two things existing without one apologizing for the other. Yeah. And I think in Wednesday, she did a really good job of like, yeah, like this is who I am, but also like, don't fuck with me. Like I'm a werewolf. I love that. Uh, that's, oh, that's really cool and clever. I like that a lot. Hmm. Who did you pick? Uh, so I wanted, the one thing Kimberly is known for is like, she was the gymnast, the acrobat, like all those sorts right. of things. So I wanted someone yeah, who was yeah. able to move and, but like, it was the, the same sort of person who'd sit down in a, a giant magical robot and be like, the sound system's good. Yeah. It's funny that, you know, you mentioned the, the, the Buffy stunt double because that's a total Buffy line. Yeah, it very much is. And so I went with the girl who played young Selena Kyle on Gotham. Oh, yeah. This actress is Cameron Beckendova. Yes. She's in Gotham. She's in Battlefield America. She was on Shake It Up briefly. And she is someone who, like, has the movement experience, so can, like, do kind of the Kimberly things, but also played Selena Kyle, so she very much has, like, the attitude. Yeah. And I think she is like a, a, a gymnast, right? Or was a gymnast when she was yeah, even younger. Yeah, exactly. Like that. So that's why I was like, I, I, I was really happy with that find. That's great. And she was like, so she was like literally like 10 or whatever when Gotham something came out. Like so that, she probably yeah. is still like. In I the think age she's of, like 19 or 20 or something. Yeah, crazy. Like all of these kids are somewhere in the range of like 18 to 23. That's They're so all weird. somewhere in there. Yeah, you see this like 21-year-old kid and you're like, yeah, I've been working in this town for 15 years. <laughs> if there's one thing I know, it's that yeah. five years ago when I was seven, I never thought I'd make it. Yeah, we worked on Dog with a Blog back in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good. Oh, man. All right, so, so my I, my Aisha, my Yellow Ranger, I went with uh, Bodies, 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 Hunger Games, Dear Evan Hansen. I went with Amanda Stenberg. Oh, cool, great, yeah, they're awesome, and they're they, they're going to be playing high schoolers for. I mean, like, yeah, Dear Evan Hansen, still, yeah, exactly. So um, that's why I was like, yeah, seems like a good Aisha. You know, we kind of picked similar vibe. So my Aisha, I picked Storm Reed. Yeah, that is a very similar vibe. From because like my because so Storm Reed from Euphoria from Last of Us, and my thing is like I was watching Last of Us and I was like, can fucking can Storm Reed be in a movie where she just like goes to Hawaii and like finds a treasure map or something? Like, <laughs> I feel like every time I see her, she's just like fighting for her life and like full body crying. And so, but why? But why then not an adventure where she gets yeah. to win and be happy. Just be like a teenager, like skydiving and eating pizza. Yeah. Um, but I feel the same thing about Amanda Stenberg. Stenberg? Stenberg. It's like a lot of heavy stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, like she's Rue, or they're Rue in uh, Hunger Games. And it's just like, yeah. oh, man. Yeah. They're, and, they're and another, like, like they're another just veteran. The, the shit and fallout from that. Right. Yeah. There, there's someone else that's like, so young, but has already been a part of pop culture for like a decade. Yeah, very much so. So, Who was man, your Adam? gosh, my I actually Adam is the one person I was not able to find. I just Got it. couldn't couldn't find like because like um, I think Park is a Korean surname, so I was looking for like Korean American actors mm -hmm. in our age range that like wasn't K-pop like from Korea because I was I was like okay, well I think Adam is more like Korean American than. But that was just kind of my, yeah, you know, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'd, I don't know if I would play someone that was like from Mexico City and lived in Mexico City his whole life because like I'm super Americanized. 
Right. Yeah, that's fair. But, <laughs> um, but, but <laughs> were, you, were you able to find an Adam? I went with Forrest Wheeler from Fresh Off the Boat. Oh, see, that's in the show I've never watched. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but like... Oh, okay, great. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot. I cast so many people, I can't watch everything. No, for sure, for sure. Long past needing to see the, uh, <laughs> actually see the person perform for me to go with yeah, them. We're, we're way past that, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's so, like, I was like, yeah, Forrest Wheeler. Yeah, co- comedy kid, been doing this for a long time, probably very funny. And uh, you could see him being really disappointed to be a frog. Sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah. The kid who played Shazam, yeah, because I don't know. Yeah, I, and I didn't, because like, the kid who played Shazam, um, Eugene, he's really mm-hmm. good, but he might be too young still. Yeah, I, I think uh, he is. But so yeah, that's great. So I assume we both had the same person for Rocky the Red Ranger. You go first. Daphne Keene. Wow, not mine. Oh, okay. Go for it. My for my so for so I was going off of that wiki description of Rocky being like the cl- the kind of clown, the goofball knucklehead. And yeah. I was like, who who would be fun? So my Rocky DeSantos is Schwatil Gomez. Oh, I don't know who that is. Most famous, most no. I think it might be her only movie role so far is she was America Chavez in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, how old is she? I think she's like 18, 19. Again, the kid face blindness. Maybe she's like 25. I, I mean, know. I think she was 18, 19 when the movie came out. Okay. I, I, I'm I looking this up. Hold on. I just kind of feel like I've seen like a couple of like interviews behind the scenes stuff with because America Chavez... Look, my hot take is... You want to know how hilariously wrong I am? Okay, please. She's 16. Wow, okay. Crazy. Yeah. So she's a kid. Yeah, she's like an actual child. Crazy. Well, cool. Um, Oh, man. She was born in 2006. Like, the Rocky that I'm picturing has big, like, falls down a hole in the jungle and shouts out, I'm okay. Yeah. Very much like, so. Like, always getting mixed. I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to see her. Because, like, you know, I think a lot of the Marvel heroine, like, your America Chavez, your Kate Bishop, your Cassie Lang, they kind of all have the same personality. Mm-hmm. So it'd be cool to see, to give Trotto Gomez, like, a real kind of, like, goofball knucklehead character to be. Just someone who's really into getting the pizza from every universe, multiverse world you go to. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Pizza balls, pizza squares. yeah. Oh man, that's tough. Good choice, good pull. Oh, but uh, I didn't even ask. Like, uh, 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 what made you? Uh, what what brought Daphne Keene to your to your mind? So I would originally had Bella Ramsey. And uh, okay. Because I wanted that kind of like really tough, small, older than you think, and just like but able to take mm-hmm. charge regardless of size. And I kind of yeah. wanted that energy because again, the Red Ranger theoretically used to be the leader. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Zordon picked them theoretically. Yeah. And so, like, I wanted someone who could have leader energy. And then talking to Tanner, they were like, no, Rocky's Puerto Rican. Maybe don't cast a white person. And I was like, good mm-hmm. point. Who has that exact same energy but isn't white? Daphne Keene. Once again. Uh, is Bella Ramsey, what, like 28, 29? <laughs> She's 19. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, her I remember. She was 19. Okay. <laughs> and I, I, I think uh, Daphne Keene is 18. Okay, that's crazy. I know, right? Um, it's nuts. Yeah. But like obviously even... her role in like Logan and his Dark Materials and everything. Like she's For very sure. good. No, yeah, definitely. I need to get into his Dark Materials because like yeah, I'm I'm still picturing Laura and that was like five years ago, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I just want to know if they got to the point where they kill God. 
finally. Gosh. I mean, that's what happens in the books. All those Canonically in the books, they have to kill God. Oh, yeah. I was a big... That's the thing is, like, I haven't read Amber Spyglass since I was, like, in the sixth grade. And so my imagination was just doing so much work back then. So I remember in sixth, seventh, eighth grade when my when friends and like people I was in class with were reading the books and I just never did for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And so when I first moved to L.A., like within the first two, three years of living in L.A., that's when I read the whole trilogy. Oh, cool. So adults brain. Yeah. I mean, also, it held up. It's real good. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But so much of that went over my head as a kid. Like Like how they murdered God. Yeah. Like how they murdered God. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. (laughs) God's just like the angels are having a massive war and then they find this ancient being trapped in crystal and they're like, you probably want to die, right? Uh-huh. Stab. <laughs> Super bad. Billy. That's our last ranger. Yeah. Who did you have for uh, iconic classic Billy? So here's my, yeah. Super iconic Billy, the smart, the brains. I was kind of thinking like, after I make my pick, it would be cool if, so like famously or infamously, the actor that played Billy was like, I don't know if this was ever confirmed, but I remember the thing was like, bullied on set, bullied on set for being gay. Yeah. And like, he has come back to the franchise recently. He's going to be in that new Netflix movie. Yeah. It's him and Zach. Assumedly he was able to make peace with, you know, whatever that Mm -hmm. period of his life meant to him. And so I was like, Oh, it'd be cool if Billy was gay in the movie. Yeah. Um, But then I was like, Oh, the Billy that I cast, I don't believe is gay. And I don't know how I feel. I mean, you know, like like everyone, I think I have mixed opinions or like kind of like hear both sides of like casting at gay actors to play gay characters and all that. But that being said, my Billy that I really wanted to see was Jack Dylan Grazer from Shazam. And okay. It, I mean, like the kid's just a, a savant at being a smart ass little teenager. And I've never seen like Billy's always just been kind of like a Peter Parker nerd. Like, very, yep, true. So yeah, what, yeah, yeah. So, what if he's a little Weisenheimer? Like, I don't know. I don't know what that would be like. I don't know. It's a good question. It's, you kind of got to, I mean, that's, that's tough. Cause like, I also had that thought and part of me is also like, these kids are pretty young, maybe. And I, maybe I get that people are being comfortable yeah. enough with their, with their own identities that age, but there are also plenty of people who don't realize their personal identity until like later in their twenties yeah. or thirties or whatever. That's a very good point. That was the identity of the Billy that we had. I don't know if it's necessarily the identity of, the billy here Mm. i don't know because like that that's tough yeah and it's like you know this is a franchise like yeah maybe it's something that kind of like as these characters get older and kind of learn more about themselves and stuff Um, but like at the same time like you take the 2017 version and their version of billy was this kid with autism and like mm -hmm. i i can't fault his performance he did an absolutely incredible job and but that's one way of to to go with it Sure. And I feel like as long as Billy is technically savvy, I don't really care about Billy's personality. Billy could be anyone just who happens to have a proficiency with electronics and machines. Yes. Yeah. He's like, he's like the Donatello of the Power Rangers. Yeah, basically. Like, I don't really care. Like that, that Billy can be whoever that Billy is, Mm -hmm. but just needs to have that skill set as far as I'm concerned. So I, again, haven't seen this kid perform, um, uh, but Apparently he's in something called Boo Bitch, Night Squad, and then had uh, was a recurring character on Live and Maddie. And this actor is named Tenzing Norgay Trainer. Okay. Which wow, no, I never no, I have no idea who that is. Fucking great name. Know. It was the first time I'd ever seen him. Also, but I'm looking is the right, right age. Uh, and I don't know. 
seems like a fun good actor comes from the disney school of acting so like oh my gosh yeah this kid yeah no yeah i don't know why i said that because i've never seen him before uh but yeah he, he looks like a billy agreed it's so yeah it's so interesting because you know, there's like the, the the google image results there's such huge age gaps even in those image results of like yeah here's this kid when he's like seven here's this kid now and you're like okay I, okay i think somewhere in between here here's what i'm thinking i want to do i want but because like who, who was your first person for tommy uh my tommy is jai diallo winston I think Jai Diallo Winston would actually make a really good Billy. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because he's kind of like, he's very like soft-spoken in We Have a Ghost. He's kind of like, he's not a nerd. He's just like awkward. And so, yeah, the kind of, I, I think he, and he also, now that I think about it, he's in a really good movie called Charm City Kings, which he's like a, a completely different character. So yeah, I think you throw him like, hey, be a, be a dork, be a nerd. He's like, yeah, I, I can do that. Yeah. So working my way back up, I would do Jai Diallo Winstead, for Billy. I would do Winston. Daphne Keene uh, for Rocky. Adam, we really only had Forrest Wheeler. Uh, Storm Reed for Aisha. Uh, what was your Kimberly? Emma Myers? Emma Myers from Wednesday. Emma Myers. And then we have uh, Zola Maraduena for Tommy. Yes. I believe, Sam, that? if you if you want, uh, I think, so the thing about that X is it's kind of a sh sound. So I think the way you pronounce his name is Sholo. Sholo or Shol. Okay. Sholo Maraduena. Nice. I can work on it. I'm not, I'm not breaking you, I promise. I think that's how you <laughs> So we didn't really talk about personality for Ivan Ooze. I thought the Ivan Ooze that we had in this movie was really, really good. Oh, phenomenal performance. Five-star like, performance. Absolutely. So like, we don't have any notes on it because it was that incredible. Just going for it. And, you know, really, because like, this is Paul Freeman from Raiders of the Lost Ark and all kinds of other stuff. So it really is like he did not have to go this hard, but no, I, I but he it. did. He knew exactly what movie he was in and he fucking brought it. Yeah. He's like, I'm this is for the parents. I'm going to give and, them something. But also, like, at the same time, like, I think that same energy can be translated into our version. Like, even though he's trying to destroy the planet, he's like, I'm going to destroy the planet, but I'm going to have fun. I'm not yeah. doing this because I'm boring. I'm doing this because I think this is fucking great. Uh, I, Ivan News is actually the first casting choice they made. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty excited about it. Oh, please tell me. Uh, so for Ivan News, I picked Saturday Night Live's Sarah Sherman, a.k.a. Sarah Squirm. Oh, she, interesting. So if you haven't watched SNL in the past couple years, she's a pretty new addition. And her thing is like, she calls it like splat. Like she has like this style of comedy that's like gross gore makeup based and like looking as gross and unsettling as possible, but then being like really bright and funny about it. Uh-huh. And so I was like, oh, yeah, she would have so much fun being like made of ooze and like coughing up loogies and stuff. That sounds incredible. I, I think you got this just because that explanation alone is perfect. Let me tell you about mine, but I think we'll go with yours. Please. I wanted the big bombastic, just like as soon as you're there, takes absolute control of the character. Hmm. So I went with Matt Berry from yeah. What We Do in the Shadows and the IT crowd and Mighty Boosh. That's great. But that's kind of chasing the performance that we already have. I think sarah sherman gets ahead of the performance and does it in a cool interesting and new way so i think sarah sherman is inspired that's brilliant 
while I hadn't thought of Matt Barry, but I was thinking Matt Barry as like the voice of Lord Zed could be cool. That would also be very fun. Um, I will we'll get to Lord Zed. Let, let's fine. Let's do Lord Zed now. Who did, so is that who you had for Lord Zed? Well, I did. I I completely forgot about Lord Zed until I was watching the movie. I'm like, oh, that's right, because he's not as interesting as Rita. So like. I just thought, because I was thinking, okay, cool, like actor being the body, but then you get a voice to do ADR. And so I just, I thought of Clancy Brown. Oh, yeah, that makes total sense. But Matt Barry. Yeah. So what we know about Lord Zed is that like, Lord Zed is literally just all muscles and a visor. Yeah. He's like, ah, I'm evil. And I always have kind of thought of him as like Rita Repulsa's himbo husband. Oh, that's great. So I went with Channing Tatum. Oh, wow. I love that. <laughs> and I also just like, you're like, I'm evil. What are we doing over here again? What, what are we doing over here? Hey, yeah. Yeah. yeah just uh, kind of yeah, like yeah. that insecure, big uh-huh. buff guy thing. I love that just because you gave Zed a personality finally. Right. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, the Lord Zed Reader Repulsa thing is like a little skeevy because Lord Zed took over and then Reader Repulsa snuck in, drugged Lord Zed to fall in love with her. And then they got married. Right. Yeah, There's and they and they never go a back. A lack of consent in that relationship inherently. And not in the way you'd expect. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you're like you, I I I completely forgotten about that until you said it. Yeah. But, so, I I just like kind of seeing like obviously like consent, but also like kind of the big dumb lug boyfriend and I'm like that seems fun. That's great. Yeah, I've never seen Channing Tatum play like a big villain before. Yeah, and I just want him to have fun and be big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you when you have to get a body double, you could actually just do it, just be Lord Zed. Yeah, just you get to see him being like full prosthetics, and he's just like, yeah, and just get to yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then, who do you have for? Oh, you went first for the last one. So let me tell you about who I have for Rita Repulsa, the yeah. actual brains of the relationship, the one who's kind of taking control, the true evil mastermind of the whole thing, who's like, all right, I don't want to team up with the Power Rangers and Zordon, but we're going to do it because like it's the only way that I, Rita Repulsa, am going to win. And that's Ali Wong. That's who I picked. Is it really? I picked Ali no Wong. No freaking way. That's great. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, because she's perfect, right? Especially against, like, yeah, her, her being the brains and, like, Channing Tatum being, like, the dumb muscle. Like, that's Yeah. Great. And, like, you can just see, like, her doing machinations. And they're, like, the same age, which is super fun for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she's like, oh, yeah. Like, you're doing the voice. And then he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Like, I'm Lord Zed. <laughs> yeah exactly perfect and but like, like you get a moment where like when Rita repulsa and lord zed have to fight like lord zed flips the switch and is just like i'm lord zed yeah yeah like he really gets to perform but like, he gets to he's... really bring the z mm-hmm. yeah really yeah capital z zed <laughs> oh man that's great i fucking love what that happens it's <laughs> the best okay so then let's do bulk and skull or paul schreer and J- uh jason narvey great irreplaceable and then we have zordon and alpha five let's start with zordon so you want to go no no i went first the last one and then it was awesome so please go first so 2017 we had zordon played by brian cranston Uh uh-huh so you got the you know the gravitas the voice you know the chisel the face and you know perfect and i was like okay immortal cosmic being who's someone that has that like like ooh, this weird this crazy magnetic presence but there's like an ageless quality to it so my are you my, going with tilda swinton i'm not going with tilda swinton but kind of that vibe 
That's actually not bad. That's really good. My Zordon is an actor named Asia Kate Dillon. They are on a show called Billions that I have never seen a second of. But uh, I saw the pilot. I, I know them from they play the adjudicator in John Wick Chapter Three. Oh, that's right. And I just picture their they're very head. Good. And they're also they what what clinched it was they're a voice of a computer in an episode of Moon Girl. <laughs> oh, I need to watch that. Is it good? It's really good. You're gonna love it. Okay, it's, I'm so excited. But they're one of those like chess playing computers. Like it's like a box. Perfect. Amazing. But they're but their voice with that filter, I was like, oh, they would be and then like their head, because they're normally they keep their head shaved. And yeah. so I just pictured them in with the Zordon in the Zordon tank. Good. I love that. That's that's a great choice. I I also was inspired by the 2017 casting of Brian Cranston. Oh great. But but for Zordon, I kind of wanted to chase I, I did want to chase like the Rangers. Rangers, yeah, of course. Like because at the end of the day, there is a little bit of iconicness to that. And I think that mm-hmm. that's kind of important. But again, as we always like to, we're following Brian Cranston. And who follows mm-hmm. Brian Cranston better than Bob Odenkirk? Whoa, they're going to say Aaron Paul. No. Yo, Rangers. <laughs> oh, man, Rangers, this is going to be sick. Oh, some hot shit. Oh, no, but th- that's great. Bob Odenkirk. I never would have uh- thought of that. Like, because he also has the comedy. Like, Brian Cranston and Bob Odenkirk are both incredible castings for their individual mm-hmm. roles because of their comedy backgrounds. Like, Bob yeah. Odenkirk is a titan of comedy. Mm-hmm. And, like, but then he's also Better Call Saul and he's a nobody. Like, so he actually has action experience yeah. somehow. You know, I was watching his hot ones. And I, that's part of what put it in my head, too. Yeah, he kind of, he can get kind of serious. He has, like, wisdom. Yeah. Part, so... This is a really deep cut, but like mm-hmm. 10 years ago, he was interviewed in this article talking about the sort of things he writes. And he says, I really only know how to write sketch comedy. That's all I've really had to ever write. Mm-hmm. But if I was getting into writing right now, sketch comedy doesn't have as many outlets and, and, and venues as it once did. And so that's why I think you really need to start getting better at writing long form things. Like you need to get better at writing pilots and features and everything. And genuinely the reason why I started, I kind of stopped writing sketches and started writing pilots and features and everything is because of this interview that he did 10 years ago and probably doesn't even remember. Wow. So he, he inspired you the way Zordon inspires the Rangers. It's true. And his brother works in the same building as my dad. Whoa, small world. (laughs) Yeah. It's very weird. I think, you know, the deciding factor might be because you're right. You know, you got Zordon, you know, Rangers and Asia Kate Dillon. They would have like Rangers, you know, like stirring in a different way. I think it depends on who we cast for our Alpha 5. Oh, cool. Very interesting. Who's your who's your Alpha 5? So Alpha 5, look, at the end of the day, I would cast me as Alpha 5 because it's one of the few impressions. (laughs) Rangers. I can do this. Trading my old, yeah, perfect. You did it. Sordon, we need to call for help. You should do. There's got to be like VO, like voice, like video game, Power Ranger games and stuff. Right. But like, mm-hmm. I wanted someone who could like kind of handle the adorableness, but sense of urgency. Okay. Two things. Uh, so just for reference, in the 2017 movie was Bill Hader. Right. Um, and B, I'm very nervous that we're about to double cast again. Well, considering that I know that this was one of your favorite movies last year, I'm pretty sure we both went with Jenny Slate. Oh, no, I didn't. So close. That's great, though. <laughs> uh, I love that. Because, like, I don't know, because she would do a character. You know, she wouldn't. Yeah. Like, what that? My Alpha 5 was Kate Micucci. Oh, 
that's very funny too. It's because it's Beth. That's a layup. That's like you just yeah. her voice, you know. But Jenny yeah. Slate's more of a wild card. It yeah, and well, you also get to remember that last year she was also in Everything Ever All Everywhere All at Once, so she also has the action experience. Right. Oh my god, if Alpha threw down, yeah. Alpha could fight? That would be crazy. Like, all we know about Alpha is that Alpha's kind of like the dorky little nerd robot who then later in the season gets replaced by Alpha 6 because you're like, oh no, Alpha, no! Yeah, and, she, and, and Alpha 6 had kind of like a Rosie O'Donnell, like, Brooklyn accent, right? Yeah, it was weird yo, and yo, different, yo, but, like, but they, like, killed Alpha 5. Dead. I think so. Crazy. I don't remember. Because I don't, I don't think Alpha 5 went on to, like, a conference or something right yeah <laughs> which is why jason left it was like oh i'm jason i have to go to a conference well can't be the red ranger anymore oh i'm, I'm stuck yep um uh, in the in the netflix movie alpha's voiced by invader zim really yeah oh that's good casting actually like i didn't even have to look it up i just heard that i was like oh that's Zim. <laughs> so we both kind of went with smaller women for alpha five so i'm perfectly mm-hmm. happy doing like bob odenkirk kate micucci i think that'd be fun oh man i don't know i think you kind of convinced me on jenny slate oh yeah it's just because well, like then, she could yeah let's do between it. the two zordons then who would you pair with jenny slate oh god yeah no you're right because like yeah i think bob odenkirk just kind of has because what if zordon didn't have to be what if zordon could be kind of like have uncle energy like more personable yeah. Right. So, like, the, the important thing is, like, I just need them to be different. Yeah, for sure. You mean different from each other or different from their classic versions? Different from each other. Yeah, yeah. I think I like the idea, especially the version you're talking about, which is, like, Rita and Zed being stuck there with them. I kind of like the idea of them bouncing off of Bob Odenkirk floating ahead. Just the driest takedowns of Bob Odenkirk and Zed being like, I could literally blow you up right now. And, and Bob Odenkirk being like, well, then, then that just means that I'm right. Ah! <laughs> you kill me. You fucking... yeah. 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 I don't know. Oh uh, yeah. Cool. So Zordon talking about Wrigley field. <laughs> yes. Um, so the only other casting I have is Goldar. Cool. I didn't cast a Goldar. Okay. I wanted, so I wanted someone who could give kind of the gravelly voice, but is yeah. objectively very silly. Mm, it's a thin line because it can't be too annoying, but it's got to, you want to, you want to hear the Goldar voice. Right. And so like, you know that he's got the cool gravelly voice, but then also this person's very silly and like, it's hard to picture him without the beard, but it's okay. Cause he's just going to be all prosthetics covered in gold. It's going to be great. <laughs> Christopher Hivju from Game of Thrones, Force Majeure, and most recently, cocaine bear wow yeah wow that's great yeah because it's not very distinctive voice yeah and gravelly but yeah that's good i'm goldar i have a big scary voice but i'm a big old dummy oh is the big woman here would he have his his accent goldar goldar doesn't have an accent all right but yeah the actor um i I mean he can do whatever he wants yeah for sure that's great (laughs) Uh, but yeah, um, I'm like, cause like I've seen TikToks and Instagrams or whatever of like him being extremely silly and like, oh cool, l- let this big guy have fun. This yeah. big intimidating guy comes and goes. It, like it's kind of same sort of like thing that we did with Channing Tatum. But like at the end of the day, those kind of villains are all Team Rocket. Mm. There was a joke. Goldar has a joke in the '95 movie where Kimberly's like on the way to like fight. And I have news like, oh, look at the cute little pink ranger on her way. And Goldar's oh yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you think she's cute too? 
And I was like, what? <laughs> and then Ivan Ooze just like turns and looks at him. <laughs> like, that's the kind of stuff you could really mine in the version yes. where they're all stuck under one roof, you know? Yes, very like, much so. Goldar is kind of a crush on Kimberly. I also really like that, like, in, like, the hierarchy of, like, uh, <laughs> tiered who's in control, in all five of them, Goldar's still at the bottom. Alpha 5 is bossing Goldar around. Zordon's oh, bossing great. Goldar around. I love that. Yeah, like, uh, even Alpha's like, would you just shut up and just do do this? And he's like, okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I love it so much. And just, like, when they eventually need to leave, just Alpha 5 and Goldar are like, Bye. Bye. It was nice oh, hanging out. That's great. It's kind of like when the two, like, I have to go home now. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's the energy I want. That's great. Cool. I don't have any other acting roles. Do you? Oh, I did. I did cast a Dulcea. <laughs> great. Who is your Dulcea? So I, I didn't catch this as a kid, which is crazy, but they are totally doing Ben Kenobi. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You're getting attacked by the Tengu and then a big scary. He, she even does like a word, like a big noise. She's in a robe and they scare the Tengu away. And then it's like an old grizzled warrior that knows all the backstory already, you know? Yes. So Alec Guinness in New Hope. <laughs> okay. Oh, I thought that's who you were casting. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we're going to do that. We, we, <laughs> that's we insane. Alec Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, go on. So at, so at the time, that was kind of like, oh my God, what's Alec Guinness doing in this like hokey, cheap 70 like, kids movie? Um, yeah. So it'd be kind of cool to do that by ca- casting someone who's way out of their league for this. Um, <laughs> so I cast Rosamund Pike. <laughs> You know, she's in Wheel of Time. She was in the, the Doom movie. But she's also, you know, she's like a classically trained like actor. <laughs> and uh, what outfit would you be telling Rosamund Pike that she would be wearing? Oh, so that's the thing is because she's like cut. Like, you know, you see her in like Gone Girl and it's like, yeah, she could fit like she could rock like that outfit if she wanted to. But that also be kind of funny to go full Ben Kenobi and she's just wearing like rags, like robes, like desert robes. Yeah, I I think desert robes are the way to go. I don't think we need we need more space bikini. No, for sure, for sure. Despite the fact um, that Rosamund Pike is literally a Bond girl, right? Yeah, and like like six nine or whatever. Um, one thing, uh, uh, Sam, did you notice the part where the the best part about the second best part about I'm a frog is so she's going in a Dulce is going in a row and she's like Kimberly, you are the crane because you're swift and graceful. Uh, Rocky, you're the gorilla because you're like strong and brave. And Adam is like, I'm a frog. And just like a frog that needs to be kissed, kisses him on the forehead. And then Jason, the, wait, no. <laughs> what? Why is he a frog? Yeah, that I did notice that. That was great. It's like, yes. And just with a kiss, you turn into a prince. Kiss, move on. But what can I do? <laughs> what, hey, hey. Am I brave? Am I smart? What does that mean? <laughs> Uh, so I'm a frog, so I have generational wealth. What are we doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can be, you have, if, if anyone licks you, they'll die in like a minute. <laughs> you are not allowed in Australia. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so do you have a writer director team picked out? Uh, yes. I do not have a hyphenate. Do you have a hyphenate? No, I, 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 oh yeah. I have one writer and one director. Okay, good. Uh, so... I, so my writer hasn't done all that much, and this is tough, but, like, 
I because you need someone who can like balance a bunch of action and a bunch of different storylines going on at the same time mm-hmm. and just like keep everything exciting but also like personable. And so the writer I went with has a bunch of stuff in development, just kind of based on the two things that he's come out with recently. And mm-hmm. that's obviously Fear Street Part Two, but more importantly, Bullet Train. Oh, cool! So the, my writer is Zach Olkowitz. Zach Olkowitz. I didn't know Olkowitz. a that the the Fear Streets had different screenwriters, and that the person that wrote two wrote Bullet Train. That's really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I went to his IMDb Pro, and he has so many things in development, probably because of Bullet Train, because it was so much fun and awesome. But right, and it's a big uh, like. Oh, he can write that kind of movie. Then he can write our superhero thing. He can write our action basically. thing. He can write our crime thing. Yep, exactly that. Uh, that's really cool. My writer is a little bit more established. They mostly have written in TV. I don't know if they have any screen credits, actually. But uh, her name is Bisha K. Ali. Most notable for her work in Sex Education, which I've never seen. And she wrote, I think she was the showrunner, uh, but she wrote the first episode for Miss Marvel. I mean, she also was executive story editor on Loki. Oh, Loki as well. Sweet. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, then like, yeah, big into like the comic book universe, hoppy sci-fi stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, apparently she was a, a staff writer on Four Weddings and a Funeral, Sex Education. <laughs> yeah. She was interviewed on Fresh Air. Oh, cool. <laughs> Check that out. Because <laughs> I liked, I, I liked, you know, I mean, like as much authority as a 31-year-old can have. I thought the teenage characters in Miss Marvel felt very grounded and realistic, but still pop rock in the way that i yeah. think you want your power rangers movie to be my my big i think i've talked about it on the show before like my my big note about miss marvel is that like it feels like a season two plot in the season sure. one of a show that's true that's cool that's a good point yeah we're like but, it's not really focused on who they that's true because you kind of you normally do you wait until season two to go into like where's kamala from right and like we don't like? do anything to establish her as like a base level superhero like she goes and saves one person once messes it up and then that never happens again and now all of a sudden she has to save the universe and it's like ah yeah gosh now i'm really interested for you to watch moon girl because i actually think they kind of low-key do street level superhero stuff i'm so excited it's one of those things where like there's always so much stuff happening that i forget different things exist and i'm very excited to watch it what is it about the spring there's so much stuff right now specifically i don't know but i'm into it shadow and bone yeah Who did you have for your director? So I went a little experimental. Uh, so I'm interested to hear your thoughts. But uh, so my director is a martial artist, action director named Bao Tran. Oh, great. Tell me about this person. I don't know. Directed last year a, a movie that I really, really loved. It was a martial arts movie called The Paper Tigers, which was about a group of like guys in their 40s now that were all part of a dojo like that like one guy, one teacher, and then they like come back and they, it's like a martial arts movie, but now they're like all creaky and getting old, but <laughs> it's very wholesome. And it's big, almost kind of like three ninjas energy. Yeah. But now, and so I think that he could handle like the heart, but also like the, the martial arts stuff. Yeah. That's, that feels very much like I remember when the movie Tag came out. I was like, "Oh, Tag is so fun because it's just these guys hanging out and like doing a thing that they love." Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, that kind of energy. But then it's like, "Oh, we have to fight these guys in a pool, like in an abandoned, like an empty pool." Yeah. Who is your director? So my director, I also 
in this case, I did the thing you did for writer where I pulled from TV. And okay. so I kind of was going for like the vibe of like, can, can direct an ensemble. Mm-hmm. Uh, while also like, so the three things I have listed, like she's worked on episodes of a league of their own only murders in the building and Russian doll, Russian oh, doll, wow. keeping all the pieces in the air. Only murders in the building is like comedy ensemble mm-hmm. and a league of their own ensemble running around set piece kind of thing. Right. Uh, this director is named Jamie Babbitt. Jamie Babbitt. That's yeah. Those are three very like distinct shows. Yeah. Uh, she also was the director and writer of, but I'm a cheerleader. Wow. So there she they, was, they've, they've been, co- she's been at it. Yeah. She's been around for a while. Like she also co-exec produced Silicon Valley and was the director of 18 episodes of Gilmore girls. And she did oh, episodes of girls, girls. Of course she worked on Russian doll. Cause I'm not, but I'm a cheerleader. Yeah. That's great. All of that sort of stuff coming together. Like this is one of those names where it's like, she should be more well-known because of how much stuff she's done. I'm just a horrible human being and I don't know names, but I'm like, she feels like the sort of person who like, she, one of the things that we didn't come up with a lot of were interpersonal, like going back and forth and like the character drama. And that's like, that's where she lives. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. The problem is that we'd probably then need a really good stunt coordinator. For sure. Or like an action director. Yeah. So like maybe like Hwok Tran Bao can be like the action director, like second unit guy. And then. Jamie Babbitt can that's also very television. Um it is. I'm really not not to drag this out because we all we are under our new Zencaster two hour a lot of time. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. But now that we had now that you have our Rangers in your head, mm-hmm. are any kind of interpersonal drama stuff like, oh well, cool if this Kimberly and this Billy were like really close friends, or like if this Rocky and this Jason had like a rivalry, like a Matt and Ty rivalry, you know? Can you just imagine three of the Rangers forming a band and then like the other three being like, hey, hey, what? Sorry, guys, we're late for Brotherhood of the Wolf rehearsals. (laughs) Okay, fuck us, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Whatever. Oh, (laughs) that'd be really funny if Billy and Kimberly were best friends because Billy's like chess club debate nerd. And Kimberly's yeah. like, let's go to the, the mall. Cheerleader or whatever. Cheerleader. Yeah. And so like them being, but because of the Power Rangers, they get to see the real them. And so they bond, even though yeah. it'd be really fun. I do love that. That's great. I don't know. Stuff like that. Like those are the kind of interpersonal things that then like you see this movie, you see them having fun. And then you're just like, well, they should have a TV show. And then just like goes yeah. from there. But like, but like the, one of the nice thing about this is that you don't have to establish their relationships. Like I want those already established before the movie. Yeah. They already have their dynamics that feel fresh and good and like that they enjoy. Yeah. And, but then those dynamics that are already established get strained by the movie itself. I could see Storm Reed Aisha opening her mailbox and getting like, you know, a, a letter from like Cal. Yeah. Pie. or like you know oh no she got accepted into cal arts or something Yeah, what's she gonna do like uh, the rangers live in angel grove what like you can't be you can't be a power ranger in los angeles (laughs) yeah that's a great line um (laughs) and like only alpha knows about it because it's like yeah can't tell the others alpha like i have to tell someone alpha can't keep a secret yeah (laughs) so that's alpha five it's instinctively not alpha six Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Any any other any other things before we we solidify? So it was this? interesting. Like I honestly was expecting to not like. The more I think about Jimmy Babbitt, the more I like her. But like 
part of me is like, we do need action set piece, like stunt court, like, cause obviously the, the easy thing to do is to go and get the director from like John Wick to be like, great. We got the, the clever writer to write it, but then like we have the, yeah. the action stunt person directing it. But like on now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think that works because mm-hmm. it really, that's going to come down to animation and everything and like CGI and whatever. And I feel like the actual way to go and white tiger i know paper tigers has that same like straight to video but in a charming way like 90s throwback sense of humor yeah of i'm tempted to do bisha k ali and jamie babbitt Ooh, okay oh so bisha k ali writing jamie babbitt directing yes surprise that hasn't happened in television yet i mean it might have i just don't That's know true. <laughs> yeah yeah, that's like kind that. of what I think it needs to be. Like in this case, you have Bishake Ali writing the dynamics, like kind of setting up the dynamics, but also setting up because, like, especially because she's been working in television, and in television, it's the writer. She's been writing these big kind of like action sequences, and I feel like yeah. that needs to happen in the script. Mm-hmm. And then Jamie Babbitt is being the actor's director when they're there, fostering mm-hmm. these dynamics that they're all having on set. So I know this is, you know, free of the free of, you know, the auspices of the podcast, which is ideal remake. What we're what we're describing right now as a consumer, as like a fan, would you be more pumped about this being like a really cool movie to go see in the theater or like an eight part Netflix series? I think that if it was an eight part Netflix series, I feel like that would be I mean, obviously, hell, I'd love it either way. But an eight-part Netflix series... We don't get that hit-the-ground-running stuff if it's that. What you're talking about with the movie of, like, they're already friends. Yeah, Yeah, like, the entire episode would be, like, victory, 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 victory. Ivan Ooze comes... And then end of first episode, Ivan Ooze is back. And I feel like it would just take this whole thing and, like Gak and Silly Putty itself, it would (laughs) just stretch a story over a longer period of time. Yeah, like Gak spread over too much bread. Yeah, this needs to be a movie because I feel like a lot of the things that we talked about just kind of end up being surface level. Because if we really delve deep into the core, they're friends. And we're not learning to become friends. Yeah. Because this is in media res, I think a movie makes sense because this is the movie where – because it's a movie. The movie mm-hmm. is where everything changes. Yeah. The most important day of their lives. where it's establishing stasis. That's good. That's a good distinction. Yeah, this is like, this is the big major test of the Power Rangers as a team and a friend group. Yeah. Biggest challenge yet. And like, you get to kind of like quip and be like, okay, just this once for this only one time, this movie at minute 25 when Rita Repulsa and and Lord Zed walk into the base. That's not as fun if it's like a a few episodes it's something about it yeah like it being just like for act two they're living under one roof that's really fun yeah so i i think does bisha k ali and jamie babbitt as writer and director work for you i like it okay i think that works well that's our power rangers cast shall we go through and see what we got let's do it so tommy white ranger is sholo maraduena did i do okay yeah great great (laughs) uh kimberly is emma myers aisha the yellow ranger is storm reed Adam, the Black Ranger, is Forrest Wheeler. Rocky, the Red Ranger, is Daphne Keene. Billy, the Blue Ranger, is Jai Dehalowinstead. Ivan Ooze is Sarah Sherman. Zordon is Bob Odenkirk. Alpha Five is Jenny Slate. Bulk and Skull are Paul Schreer and Jason Narvey. 
Dulce or Dulcea is <laughs> Rosamund Pike. Rita Repulsa is Ali Wong. And Lord Zed is Channing Tatum. Goldar, right. the greatest hero of our generation, is uh, Christopher Hivju. All of this will be written by Bisha K. Ali and directed by Jamie Babbitt. That is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. The remake. The remake. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, again. Again. Dot, 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 again. <laughs> it's like the, the uh, Pokemon Snap came out and it was just called New Pokemon Snap. Not even Pokemon Snap 2. It was just <laughs> called New Pokemon Snap. New Mighty so, Morphin Power Rangers. The movie. <laughs> the movie. Uh, yes. Really, moment. really... Really happy about our Rita Repulsa twinning. That, oh man, that makes me so happy. Oh, <laughs> that was so good. Good. Nick, you going to go watch this movie? I am going to watch the hell out of this movie. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for making me revisit this like <laughs> titan of my childhood. Same, honestly. Yeah. Big, big nostalgia bomb this morning. Oh man. So much fun. Thank you. So, as we're now at the end of the episode, thank you very much for being my guest. Why don't you tell the world about franchiseography, the Doctor Who one? Yeah, the Doctor Who one is, you know that meme where it's like parent playing with a kid in the pool and then there's the drowning kid and then there's the skeleton at the bottom? Yeah. Right now, Doctor's companion is the skeleton at the bottom. Oh, no. For sure. Like, we haven't even thought about it in like months. Because <laughs> it's all because... been like franchiseography on the surface, and then the the kid that's drowning is uh, Geek by Night. It th- those two interchange. Okay. Um, no Geek, yeah, and because it's like oh, we have to work on Geek by Night, and then it's like oh, we can't work on Geek by Night because X, you know. Yeah. But yeah, but the good news is there's a whole lot of back content for people to listen to if they're interested. Well, um, the other good news is that franchiseography is currently happening. Yeah, franchiseography is currently happening. We're uh, time of recording. We're in the middle of our big Star Trek. We're wrapping up our Star Trek series. It feels weird to even say out loud, but we're we're finally almost done with Star Trek. Yeah, I think this episode's not going to be out till May, possibly even June. I don't even know. Oh, uh, nice. So you already, so like, you, yeah. In, on, yeah. On well, I don't time. I don't know when I'm coming back because I need to <laughs> I need to have two episodes in the canon done. Then I'll be like, okay, great, I can uh, name it. But this is going to be episode three of season uh, six. And then, yeah, I mean, like you're on, you're on like Spy Kids two, I think. I'm on Spy uh, Kids two and Men in Black three. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that was fun. That was, fun. That was a movie I'd never seen. Spy Kids two, I'd definitely seen. No, for sure. Big, another big nostalgic childhood. Yeah, well, that's the yeah. one where, like, that's the quote that I think about all the time. Like, do you think God stays in heaven because he too lives in fear of what he's created? <laughs> The hardest line of all time. <laughs> the hardest line of all time. Oh my <laughs> God. Like I, I did a remake of Street Fighter last year. And it's one of those things where like you realize that the the day Bison invaded your life was the was the most important. The, the day Bison came into your life was the most important day of your entire life. But for me, it was Tuesday. And you're like, this is what it's from. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. But like the Spy Kids 2 line I'd never heard it before. Like, and it, it just disappeared into the back of my head. Like, cause obviously right. I, saw, I heard it, but like it, no cultural consciousness. Mm-hmm. And then just all of a sudden it just hits and you're just like, boom, blown away by this line. What the hell movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one expected it. It was so mm-hmm. good. Were you thinking about that the whole day? Yeah, very much so. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Al- always a pleasure, Sam. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah. Do you have any social medias you want to promote or boo social media, boo? Who knows? I mean, June Twitter might be have been like nuke from orbit, you know. 
And honestly, I welcome, I for one welcome our uh, nuke from orbit Twitter overlords. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, nuke Twitter. Hashtag nuke, nuke Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, we'll see. But in the meantime, you can join uh, the Dueling Genre Discord, which there's a link for it in the uh, description of this episode, and you totally should. And yeah. if, if you don't, you're missing out. You can also go on to Discord and talk to Nick and I about your favorite Power Rangers moments, because we would love to be thrown back with waves of nostalgia hearing about how Jason came back as the Black Ranger. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, or we want to know about the water aliens who like from the water world, the other reading. Yeah, we want to know about or, all of it. What was uh, your favorite Zord inside of Marvel? Remember when they met the Ninja Turtles? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think that was when they like briefly had the female Ninja Turtle whose name I don't remember. Yeah. Like Artemis or something. Something like that. Yeah. Oh man. Good. Uh, if uh, Twitter still exists. You can follow at Sam Gash, S-A-M-G-A-S-C-H, or Twitter and Instagram at Ideal Remake. But more importantly, all of these different podcasts that we're talking about, you should go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. It would be rad. Hell so yeah. I'm going to end this episode the same way I end every episode. Nick, what is your favorite quote from the movie, The Mighty Morphin's Power Ranger, the movie? What is it? He's like, so many things I've missed. The Black Plague. The Spanish Inquisition, the Brady Bunch reunion. <laughs> oh, that's a good poll. <laughs> I love that so much. Good. Paul Freeman. Podcast. Podcast. <laughs>